of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth and the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to deliver her child as soon as it was born. I'm more interested in the phrase and his tail and Brother Branham later came to give this scripture a meaning and said it's not a tail like a a tail of an animal, but it's a, it's a T-A-L-E. Amen. A tail. He told a story, and with that story, he managed to draw a two-third of heaven. Amen. So these were angels. But after they were drawn down, and after they fell, then the very angels became demons. Are we together? A demon is a fallen angel. Amen. And a fallen angel is a tormentor. Are we together, folks? And you are here this morning because you are fighting against the spirits that never kept their first estate. How many believe that Christianity is a war? Amen. So... I think you can sit down. We'll get into others as we move on. Now, the challenge that we have in in the end time is that uh, people don't believe that we have demons and demons are real. (laughs) 
Are we together? Uh, Brother Branham often spoke and said to the people, uh, the lie that the devil is spreading today is that there are no demons, but demons are there. And even this morning as I'm going to preach, they will be listening. Are we together? But I'm glad as much as they will be listening, even the angels will be listening. Amen. And you will be listening as well. Uh, and then we will go through it and, and check how, if I say a technique of demons, what are they and how do they operate? They've become very cunning, especially in the end time. Hallelujah. Now, a demon, Brother Brennan, before even I get into the quotations, is that a demon has got a, a distinct personality. Are we together? It's not just a, it's not a, just a, a spirit in, in Zulu, maybe we say, or in Peri, uh, you say, Moya. There is, it's not just a spirit, it's a, it's a spiritual being. Are we together? Uh, they are not just things, they, they can take, they've got a personality, and they possess a willpower, a demon can make a decision. They possess intelligence, emotion, they possess self-awareness, and the ability to speak. A demon can speak. Uh, are we together? Maybe just to make you tremble, a demon can preach. Uh, in our time, actually, we've got a lot of uh, assemblies. If a church slumbers, a demon can preach to a church. And that is why we often, I believe preaching is not very easy because when you come on the pulpit, spiritual or just people that came to church, all they do is just to listen to the utterances of words. But spiritually discerning people, they check the spirit behind the weights. Are you with me, folks? Because what's happening, it does not, believe, it does not mean that if a man stands in the front of the, behind the pulpit and preaches all is well, you still need to check what spirit is behind the man. Are we together? And a lot of times, the spirit that dominates behind the pulpit will dominate in the church. Hallelujah. An unclean living pastor breeds an unclean living church. Are we together? Because as we are preaching here, it's an interaction of spirits in the spirit realm. And if a spirit rubs off you, and, and for some reason you don't resist it, uh, it, leaves, it will produce results in your life. Are we together? Uh, and maybe you young ones, uh, uh, that's why I, I do not believe, I do not believe in any way that if a young girl feels cold, any brother can take off their jacket and say, here's a jacket. Uh, it's not just a change of jackets. There is a spirit that goes with the jacket. Am I talking to spiritual? Am I speaking to spiritually discerning people? 
Are we together? So that means if you are, say you are a, a message believer or a child of God, you must always be conscious of the spirit world. Because wherever you go, there is a spirit world. One to empower you, the next one to destroy you. And you say, which one is going to win? It depends which one you feed. Are you still with me? Now, I say a demon can possess a willpower. And uh, the reason I'm saying that, in, you don't need to read it. In Mark 12, verse 41, 44, uh, after a demon has gone out of a man, Jesus says, this demon will say, I will return to my house from which I came. That means a demon, after it is cast out, it can decide to say, I will return back. Hallelujah. And whenever you, so, you see a, a will, that's a self-determination. It's a willpower. It's an expression of a willpower. Are you with me, church? Now, the second thing I said, it can show emotions because James 2 verse 19, it says, you believe that there is one God you dwell, even demons believe and tremble. A demon can tremble. And trembling, it means it can express an outward feeling because trembling it means it can a demon can be fearful and a demon can be courageous as well you remember when it said to jesus leave us alone hallelujah and i said it can possess an intellect uh, where in mark 1 verse 24 uh, the spirit says i know who you are the holy one of god it had a revelation of who Jesus was. I'm just taking you through this. And I say it can express self-awareness. Self-awareness, it can know what it is, who it is, where it is, and what is its purpose. You remember when Jesus approached that man that had lost his mind, and a demon spoke from him and said, I'm a, my name is a legend, for we are many. So a demon can be aware of its surrounding. He knew who his name was and knew how many they were. Are you with me, folks? Amen. I'm just giving you a background before we get into the other things. And we know that a demon can speak. We have seen a lot of times where Brother Brenham had an encounter with demons where a demon will say, your name is William Brenham. Or who do you think, what do you think you will do to me? It's because a demon can speak. Are we together? Now that we have gotten that out of the sight, let's come to the message of the hour. As Brother Brennan preached here in the message, the greatest battle ever fought. Paragraph 209. It says, what did Satan do? Satan had the others anointed. Satan anoints his servants. What does it mean? The servants, it means demons. A demon has an anointing. Stay with me here. How many of you have you heard of a person that did something that you never thought they could do until you said, no, it cannot be him? Yes, it was not him. But anyone that can be indwelt by a demon can do anything that that demon is anointed to do. Are we together? I'm not a murderer. I would never murder anyone. But if a demon of murder can come to me, I can murder. Are we together? 
So that means any person in this building, for them to be able to, uh, to survive the manipulation and the schemes of the David, they must be filled with the Holy Ghost. And I think you are very much aware that we are living in a late hour when no one can be neutral. Either you are, you, are, you are driven by the Holy Spirit or you are driven by a specific demon. And we're going to get into this and check what forms do demons take. And I believe as believers, if we are to fight with the enemy, we've got to profile the enemy. And what makes me happy about message believers, they know that a devil can come in the form of a church. They know that a demon can even preach a sermon. But the people out there, a lot of people think that a demon refers to somebody who's drunk. Yes, that's another type of a demon. But it's a demon that can look like a gentleman, that can articulate itself better and mislead you. Oh, the demon can put a collar, my brother. A demon can, can con- construct a theology. Hallelujah. But blessed are those that were with Michael. It does not matter how the demon comes, they are able to discern and say, behind this is the devil. Are we together? And we'll go into it. And sometimes, goodness, if you are a believer and you become very negligent, a demon can jump onto you. And you can, once a demon has jumped onto you, it can change your path. Let me give an example. Brother Brennan makes a statement. He says, shall we bow our heads? Let's be reverent. I'm not going to be responsible for what's going to happen. People bow their heads. Another sister looks around. To her, it's not a big deal. I'm curious. I want to know. And a lot of times, I've seen a lot of people where we say, let's close our eyes. And a person is wondering. And they say, goodness, is this person a believer or what? You say, how did I know if the eyes were open? I'm a pastor because sometimes I can stand there while waiting to give some people something. I can look through the window. While a a brother is praying here, a person is wondering, is looking this way and this way. What do you expect? It's, It's showing irreverency towards the Holy Spirit in the church. And that's why you've got to teach your children to pray. Are you here, believers? And, and, and a child who's not used to the family praying, you can see them in church as well. Can I get an amen on that one? A spiritually trained child, you can see them as they are growing, that these ones are well trained at, at, at home. Because church will never teach them what you don't teach them in your house. Church is here to reinforce what you have already taught them at home. Are we together believers? So when someone, and now this sister, Brother Brown, say, let's bow our heads. And she keeps on wondering, as she's wondering, a spirit, a demon, Brother Brown say, a demon jumps onto her. Guess what she did? He says he took her away. After here, she left her husband and married, got married to another man and did not stay that, with that man for long, left that other man and went on to marry another man until they brought her into the, into the presence of the prophet. The prophet says, no, 
Dizemen showed him that during that time, there was in a meeting where we said, let's bow our heads, and the sister kept on wondering, and a demon of insanity jumped onto her. That's why Brother Brown said, we've got, and it's not a threat, brethren. When you come into the presence of God, you've got to be obedient. When you come into the presence of God, you've got to be sincere. Because any, any, even a, a, a tiny insincerity can really lead to a spiritual death. Are we together, folks? Amen. Amen. Now, and, and you may be sitting here and say, he's going to talk about demons there. We're going to hear about various kinds of demons. The one demon that is very dominant in the church is the demon of unbelief. Amen. Hallelujah. That demon, it does not look, make you look bad. You can be a gentleman and carry a Bible and you, you can read the scriptures, but that demon can be there and say, is it really true? Is God really alive today? Hallelujah. But, but while you are a gentleman and while with a demon of unbelief, you look at a drunkard and say, I'm better than that fellow. Hallelujah. Don't pretend like you don't know what I'm talking about. Don't you, are you not amazed that a lot of times, people that get a spiritual blessing from God, it will be just a person that staggered into church. That just poured their heart and said, God, I, I'm at my wit's end. I need you to come and help me. And God comes and ministers to their need. But somebody is being here, he's been analyzing it and saying, no, that's not it. Uh, while you are digesting, let me move right along. Brother Branham says, Satan and his demons anoints humanity to disbelieve God's word. That is the most intention of demons to make you disbelieve God's word. Are we together? <laughs> Amen. He says here in this message, uh, the contest, he says, paragraph 9, you know, many say today that there is no such thing as the, the David. They believe it's just simply a thought. There is a people that believe that. The Holy Spirit is just a good thought. The devil is a bad thought. No say. When the Bible speaks of the Holy Spirit, he said, when he, the Holy Spirit, has come, and he is a personal pronoun, he is a person. The devil is a person. Demons are persons. Are we together? But here's something beautiful that I was reading about. The devil is not omnipresent. He cannot be everywhere at any time. It's only God that can be in attendance in every service. But the devil must deploy demons and say, Today, you guys, you attend a church in Whitbank. You guys attend in Jehovah. You guys attend at such a... Because every gathering of the believers, the devil is against it. But I'm glad that even if demons come, there is a promise that where three or two are gathered... In my name, I will be in their midst. And I've seen a lot of times when he comes in, the devil leaves. Are we together? There's no way that the demon and Christ can share the same place. That's why when we come to the service, we invite him and say, May you come, Lord. May you come and may your presence come and fill up the building. What we are simply saying, we say, You cannot share your presence with demons. And if we invite him in our houses, let's invite, if we invite him in the church, let's invite him in our houses and say, God, in that house, let you come and be a resident. Yes. 
Are we together, folks? Amen. And we're going to look into, Brother Branham says, there is a cancer of the body and there is a cancer of the soul. There are demons that attack you physically. And there are demons that attack you in a spirit realm. And there are demons that attack your body. But folks, the enemy that we are fighting against is very cunning. You've got to be aware of his devices. Hallelujah. Especially you being the bride because you are the only, you are the last line of defense standing as far as the gospel of Jesus Christ is concerned. The devil is not, it doesn't care about any other place. But no wonder he's against this message. Because this message exposes him. This message makes you an overcomer. And you know why the devil hates an overcomer? It's because those that are already defeated, if they see an overcomer, they might be inspired and say, goodness, I did not know it's possible to live above this spirit from today. I want to defy this spirit. That's why you are here. Are we together? Amen. Brother Brenham says in the message, Demonology, paragraph, he says, they are just as real as you are real. I see them many times when they leave. I've seen them leave right from the platform. Some of them in a shape of a bat look like long nails hanging on their legs. But an epileptic demon look like a tortoise with round legs hanging up like that. And a demon of oppression, which means depression, seems more like a cloud form, like a wave. It just makes a real funny sound. When you are in that dimension, you see these things. Are we together? That's why if you were to be able to see what is happening in the spirit realm, you will run for your dear life. A lot of times you are comfortable in your seat because you don't know what is happening. Right where you are sitting, there could be a lot of things that are going on. Brother Brenham in certain services, he says, I can see demons are sympathizing with one another right during the service. Are you still with me? He says, if you could only take a spiritual looking glass, and look into your soul, you will find out what it looks like. And the greatest David and the chief of all devils is unbelief. Brother, if I can have my, just that one slide so that people should know what we are talking about. Amen. Brother Branham says in this message, demonology, or let me, yeah, paragraph 26. Hallelujah. I hope you see that it looks like a diamond, but I hope it gets the message across. You, this morning, this service, as I'm looking at you now, it is taking place at this realm. Hallelujah. We are looking at each other. We shook hands. As brothers, Boo has led songs. This has taken place and in this physical realm. Are we together? 
this is, this is the earth. This is where we are living. This is where we interact. This is where Brother Bram says we are living. He says, here is a channel right here. He says, I don't tell this before people. I've got a, a lot of secrecy of my own, of course, between God and I. There is a channel like this. That's where mortals live, which is here. Brother Brenman says, when you are here, we know that uh, the world is in darkness. Do we agree? He says, it's a conglomeration of gaiety and blackness and sin. And every once in a while, you see a, a little white spot or a light. Right on this spot, where it is gross darkness, Brother Bram says, from time to time, you see a little spot of light. What is that light? It's you. Hallelujah. He was the light of the world when he was here, but today you are the light of the world because he is the light of the world in you today. And when we say you are a light, we are not referring to you, but we are referring to the one that has embodied you. Are we together, folks? Amen. He says, these little lights, that's Christians in this conglomeration of this dimension of mortals. Right where there is gross darkness, there are little lights that are moving around, which are Christians in this dark age. Hallelujah. He says, well, this way down, the next dimension, hallelujah, he moves us down, he says, the next dimension is demons. And the third, he says, it's hell. And even where the devil is. Are we together? He says, when you go up, the first is angels, heaven, and God. Are we together? So that means, when we are here, if you are influenced by the Holy Ghost, the angels will visit you. When you are controlled by the Holy Ghost, there is a heavenly atmosphere wherever you are. If you are controlled by the Holy Ghost, there is God wherever you are. But however, we all live here. And while we are here, while others are being influenced by this, others are being influenced by this down here. There are demons that come here. There is an influence of hell that is here. There is the devil that is in charge of demons. Are we together? Brother Brown says, this is the trinity of heaven and this is the trinity of the devil. Are we still together? So that means as we are sitting here, demons are here, the angels are here. But the people that are here, everyone has got a free moral agency to say, what is going to influence me? You can determine whether you are going to be influenced by this, or you're going to be influenced by this. Are we together? But here is very something interesting. There are demons that sometimes come aflash as angels. There are demons that are spiritual. And hear me out, folks. If a demon is a fallen angel, a demon has been to heaven. Lucifer knows better songs in heaven because he led them. Are you here, church? Lucifer was, a, was the worshiper of heaven. He knows the right notes to hit. And that means if your name is not in the Lamb's book of life, you will never be able to know when the devil disguises himself. 
But if you were with Michael, it doesn't matter how he comes. You can look at him and say, David, the weight sounds good. But behind this weight is an anointing of the devil. Are we together? Amen. I hope you are still with me. Brother Brenham says, in this message, we'll continue to leave it today, my brother. Amen. And the one thing that I must say, when you are here, the best thing that you can do as a believer, never ever have an unconfessed sin. An unconfessed sin is an area that attracts the demons. Am I talking to the young ones? No secrets at all. Be open. Be transparent. Are we together? Brother Brenham says here, he speaks in this message, the waters of separation, uh, paragraph 7. He says many times in dealing with spiritual things, you see them when they move out. Someone was just asking me here long ago, I was in Canada, and a boy came in. They had him in a straight jacket. They came in the back of the room, and he was cursing and carrying on. I never had such a thing in my life. And the father was trying to hold him. And when he got on the inside, he looked over and said, William Brenham, you ain't got nothing to do with me. Oh, that. The father looked up and said, he doesn't know his name. How did he know your name? The devil knows who we are. The demons this morning, that is why you remember there was a demon where the, is it the sons of Seva that wanted to impersonate Paul and they started wanting to cast out a demon and they say, the demon said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? And that's why Brother Branham says you've got to be careful when you deal with demons because sometimes, and that's why when you are a minister, you must be very careful because what you cast out in church may meet you tomorrow on Monday. Are you here, church? Are you not amazed that a lot of ministers are falling? If you are a minister and you neglect... Being a minister is not so much about reading. Reading is a, a certain percentage of it. But you must be on your knees and always be connected to heaven. Because every demon that you make angry on Sunday is waiting for you during the week. But if your life is prayer up, you are protected. Are we together, folks? And sometimes, are you not amazed? The very thing that a minister will hit hard on a lot of times, that is the very thing whereon they fall on. Because why? It takes this spirit to fight a spirit. And if you fight a spirit, without this spirit, you succumb to a spirit. Are we together? Amen. Amen. Then he says, he says, William Branham, you ain't got nothing to do with me. And the father looked up and said, he doesn't even know his name. How did you know your name? He says, I was standing off a great distance from him. Oh, he was cursing and carrying on. And I said, and he said, you ain't got nothing to do with me. I asked the audience if they would just be reverent. 
And the ushers came out to take him. Just then I saw the Holy Spirit move out, the angel of the Lord. I said, now bring him here for a minute. When they went to bring him, he started creaking and frothing and biting. And he was in a straight jacket and they brought him up close. Then when the vision came and I told, and told just what it was, a sin that had been committed by his father that caused the child to be in that condition. The father fell down and repented. When that evil spirit went from that boy, thousand times, thousands of people in the stampede grounds here that night, it looked like a great big spider in a black shadow floating around. It was really quiet. It went out of that place, out through the building and went away. Many times you see them in different forms. This means the boy, his healing dependent on the father's confession. But the father did not know that the reason the boy is like this is because of my condition. Are you here, parents? Sometimes when you are irrelevant, irreverent to God, you are bringing unnecessary challenges upon your family. But when it was revealed and the father said, no, I need to make it right, and the father made it right, immediately the demon left the boy. But Brother Brown said it was like a spider that flew over the congregation. Those demons, that's why the people that are creating these movies, horror movies, these people are, by inspiration, they're able to tap into a demonic realm and paint this picture or this animal and come and depict it on you. Hallelujah. And sometimes, no wonder when you watch those things, you hardly sleep at night. And sometimes, folks, I need you to be awake. Don't just say, sit there and say, my children are looking at Disney. And say, me, I don't have, I'm carefree. Some of them are anointed with an evil spirit. And it hits your child subconscious. Yes, they are beginning to introduce homosexuality in cartoons. To, to orientate your child, to socialize your child that it is acceptable. There is a popular cartoon that I've heard. They just introduced a new homosexual in, into the cartoon. And that's why, parents, television is not a babysitter. Television is the quickest way to get your child to hell. And every child thinks that must be watched in a message family. The parents must have scrutinized it and check whether is it right. Am I talking to message believers? Because while you are slumbering, demons are not slumbering. The devil is hard at work 24-7 to make sure that if he doesn't mislead you, he misleads your children. But we need a prayer of church. Are you here? Amen. I hope you are with me. Do you still believe these things? The only half of the church that still believe. Do you still believe these things? Amen. And no, me, you know, I'll talk. There isn't. I liked how Brother George Martin demonstrated that thing of a dress that are coming up. 
It's an anointing of prostitution. But the devil doesn't say it's prostitution. He says you want you need to look sexy. But you don't know that behind that is that that old serpent misleading you to sexually project yourself to the people. And many will desire our lust after you. And at the day of judgment, you will say, I was there every Wednesday service. I was there every Sunday service. And men, some of them, you would hardly look at them. They say, we did it with her. Amen. Modesty doesn't just hide a woman's body. It reveals her dignity. And there is something, when you begin to accept the Holy Ghost and the God baptizes with the Holy Ghost, you become very cautious. Until people say, why do you make it a big deal? It's a big deal. I don't want to miss heaven over a small in- negligence. Are you still with me, folks? Amen. Brother Brenham says, I want everybody's close attention. If there is an unbeliever, hallelujah, I come to pray for the sick, and everyone must be reverent. Mothers, get close, get your children close to you. You know what happens. Hallelujah. And this is where I like how Pastor Ngorima would put it that some people would avoid being in church and stay out there playing with kids, not knowing that the demons that we cast out here, hallelujah, if this demon that looked like a spider when it left the building, where did it go? Because demons are, are unhappy when they are disembodied. A demon does not want to spend even a second disembodied. It must find a body. That's why when we are in service, we must all, all times be in service. Are we together? And I know the sisters are still looking for that speaker in the baby room. We've got to sort it out for them so that even when they are with the little ones, they, what you hear here, this must be exactly what they hear. There. It's still part of the service because our children are there. We don't want to cast demons and they run to the baby room. Are we together? We are in a spiritual warfare, friends. Amen. He says, now you know what happens. You have seen it in meetings before. Sometimes these demons come right out, right out into these people. They just go from one to another. They follow meeting after meeting, trying to get into the prayer line. He moves, he preaches here, he casts demons, he moves into another area. Those that were disembodied today, they come there and they are looking for a place. That's why this morning, you may have been baptized in water. You may have been justified. You may have been sanctified. But if you are without the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it's a matter of time before the demons that used to be in you, they have gone out to get others. 
to check whether the house is vacant. If the house is vacant, one demon will bring seven demons. Are you not amazed, some of you, that sometimes we find a person, this person maybe was just drinking, very responsible young man or young woman, taking care of their things, then they hear the gospel, they come, we baptize them. Six months down the line, they become even worse. Until even their parents say, hey, since he went to that church, what happened? No, what happened? We cast out demons, but they sat on their laurels not long. The same demons came back and they came not alone. They invited a company. And if you leave the message, you will become worse off than before when you were an unbeliever. And the demons, they look at you and say, the house looks renovated. It's vacant. And they come into you. Now it's no longer one. There are seven in number. Are we together? Brother Brenham is exactly what I'm referring to. He says in this message, testimony, demons are powerless unless they are embodied. Do we know that during the millennium, the devil will still be there? Yes, millennium, the devil will still be there. Brother Brenham says he will be bound by a chain of circumstances. He says the reason all the people that will be there, they've already overcome him. He cannot get into any of them, but he will still be there. Are you still together, folks? So that means when you as a believer... And you as a church, as an army of God, if you do not allow any spirit to come in your midst, that demon is powerless. Before the devil can do something in our midst, he must find a person. Before cancer can strike the body, it must find a cell, a wild cell, a loner cell, and the spirit gets into that cell. Then the growth that is in that cell is no longer synced with what is happening in the body. That's what we call cancer. When the devil wants to do something, he looks for a member that is somewhat out of the line. He gets into that member and he begins to, to, to expand. And a lot of times, a cell that does not receive the blood flow becomes cancerous. A cell that is not under the protection of the blood a member that is not under the protection of the blood becomes cancerous. Yes, I know you're looking at me. There is only one place where God can meet with any believer that is under the blood. You can never face a holy God outside the blood. The blood qualifies you to have a fellowship with God. Are we still together? Brother Bremen says in the message, the church of the living God, all this is in flowery bed of his friend. At night times, they struggled. Sometimes when demons had been ordered from people and them fighting and that person believing, then they will haunt right back at you at night like that. Better know what you are doing. Same with us with ministers. When we stand behind the pulpit and you hammer a demon and it, somebody begins, because as we are sitting here, I don't know how you came, but the reason we come to church is because we say, God, search us. Yeah. And if we find something that is unclean, take it out. 
If you find a spirit that must not dwell in me, take it out. And as we are preaching here, I'm interacting with you in a spirit realm. But God is the one operating and he finds a spirit of unbelief in that sister. Then he takes it out. He finds a spirit of lust in that brother. He takes it out. He finds a spirit of lying in that one. He takes it out. And all those demons leave. But what happens? It must live under the authority of the word of God. And once those spirits have left, my brother, don't slumber. Get the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It will come and close every channel from that time. You are sealed as a child of God. Are we together, folks? Amen. And Brother Brenham, if you check in his ministry, there are, he said, if there's one demon that I don't like, that is stubborn, is a demon of smoking. Oh yes, he said, I would rather find my wife drunk than to find her smoking. Because that demon, it's a stubborn demon. How many people have you heard that say, I quit drinking, I'm still just smoking. The demon of drinking was easy to get rid of. But that demon of smoking is dangerous, it's stubborn. Another demon that is stubborn is epilepsy. You remember how the disciples struggled with that demon until they had to call Jesus. But I am glad under the anointing of the hour, not even a single demon can stand in his presence. When you call the name of Jesus Christ, every demon must flee. Another demon, folks, that is dangerous is a demon of lying. Oh, that one loves to find itself in church amongst believers. Until sometimes it tells you you are not lying, you are implying. Still lying. And you ask pastors, what makes us keep us awake, awake at night is this demon. Because a man comes into the office and says, Pastor, I've got this problem, I've got this problem. You sit with him and say, oh, this is the problem. Let's sort it out. After three days, you realize that, ah, it was just a lie. And you call, I've seen a lot of them, you call them and say, hey, the one that, that thing that you told me, it was not <laughs> correct. Let's start again. What's happening? No, the Pastor, this is what happened. After a week, you realize it's a lie. But you see, the, the, problem, the person is suffering, but the demon is there of lying. And whenever you call out demon, a demon for what it is, it gets upset. Even if I'm preaching right now, no demon wants to be called a demon. No demon accepts to be called, even the devil doesn't want to be called a devil. He can say, call me any other thing, but not devil. But when a demon comes in the presence of God, and Brother Branham says sometimes, this demon, they, they, they are in a form of a spy. He says a person, a man can be a gentleman. A woman can be pretty. But Brother Branham says sometimes when I search in the soul, there, there are some ugly creatures that are there. Can you imagine Mary Magdalene with seven demons? In what form they were in? 
And how do you know what controls you? Watch how you live. Watch how you act. Amen. I see when I spoke about a demon of lying, everybody is happy about that because you have come in contact with that. And the most dangerous thing is when that demon can hide in a marriage. Ooh, it will cause a mess. There's, what, there's a new demon that they call kleptomania. Kleptomania, or when you, we say you are kleptomaniac, a kleptomaniac person, if he is here in church, all he's looking, what can I steal? <laughs> While another mother is looking that way, he can even steal a dummy. <laughs> Just to satisfy the urge to steal. A kleptomaniac steals even when whatever he has stolen is of no use to him. It's a demon. Hallelujah. Because what happens when you've got a uh, Brother Bimbo says when you've got a spirit of Shakespeare what do you do? You're right place. A demon will never be satisfied unless it does what it was meant to do. Amen. Maybe we'll find another demon, how it operates here. Let's turn to the book of Habakkuk 2. I hope I'll find that scripture. Well, I'm looking for. Okay, have a cook too. It says here, if you can just flash it for me. Put a new Bible here, I'm not perfect. It says here also, because he that transgresses by wine, he is a proud man. A drinking demon is a very proud demon. Have you ever heard when a person is drunk, he says, me, I'm not afraid of anyone. <laughs> I'll tell you, you are matters. But the very person you meet them the next day, he's shy. And he can tell you that it's because I was drunk. Because he that transgresses by wine, he's a proud man. Neither keepeth at home who enlargeth his desire as hell 
and is as death and cannot be satisfied, but gathereth unto him all nations. He doesn't stay at home. It makes you a roving person. Next time you are here, next time you are there, next time you have moved on. Are we together? Let's continue here. Brother Brenham says, here's something that he says that struck me very much in demonology. Paragraph 17, he says, there are demons that come into the soul of men. That is in the phraseology. He says, the demon that comes into the soul is something that torments the soul. Many times you can see a person maybe of insanity. Now, they may be yet a converted person filled with the Holy Spirit and yet be totally insane. Now, this one, if you read it among Pentecostals, they say, how can it be? You cannot be full of the Holy Ghost and lose your mind because they don't understand body, spirit, and soul. They don't understand that insanity is something that distracts senses in the spirit, but it has nothing to do with the soul. Are we together, folks? He says, filled with the Holy Spirit and it be totally insane. That's right. That has nothing to do with the soul. It's a tormentor, something that torments them. Are we together? So that means if we speak about a demon, if you've got TB and we say you've got a demon, we are not simply, it's not a curse. We are saying this demon is tormenting your body, but in the spirit you are fine. In the soul you are fine. But we must cast this spirit in a body realm. But the greatest danger is when the demon torments the soul. Because when a demon torments the soul, many times it's not a trial. Sin has been committed. Confession is what is needed in order for one to have a total deliverance. That's why I, I, I've learned that later on in the message that when we were before, outside the message, everyone that comes to you and says, Pastor, pray for me. The first thing you say is in the name of Jesus Christ, let the demon leave our brother. No, say. Sometimes you must sit down with the person and say, Listen here, what is happening? Where have you been? What have you done? Are we together? And when the person begins to explain to you, you can immediately diagnose and say, maybe we need to go and fix that thing. And when they fix it, immediately they get delivered. Am I talking to somebody here? That's why I don't want somebody just to come and say, Pastor, no, we need the case. When did it start? How did it start? And we need to be honest with you. Are we together? Amen. I hope you're with me. Brother Brennan says in the message, demonology, all sickness, we have, and the sicknesses that we have today, we call them cancer, uh, TB, sugar diabetes, all it means is that it's a demon. The medical science just gave it a better name. But actually, it's a torment. It's tormenting either your body, your spirit, or your soul. But the word of God said, wherever we meet a demon, we must cast out that demon in the name of Jesus Christ. Are we together? Do you believe that we've got power over demons? Do we believe that we've got power over the David? 
And we need not to be afraid of demons. Because this world must be liberated from demons. And the message of the hour is here to break the backbone of the devil. That's why we need to take this message into our schools. Whether it's satanism, when a child of God is there, there is no way that a demon can come and rule that place. Because wherever you go, there is an atmosphere around you. There is a godly atmosphere around you. And some of you had much better register to you. Demons hate you. And it's an honor to be hated by a demon. Hallelujah. It's a disgrace to be loved by a demon. Am I talking to believers this morning? Amen. Just to keep you awake, even the spirit that makes you sleep in church is a demon spirit. It's not because you are tired, it's a demon. Amen. A sister one time had us preaching about some years back about how sisters should not cut their hair. It's a Nazarite vow. She decided that, look, because from time to time, I don't know what you trim. What do you call it? The split ends. She went, trimmed her split ends, lost her mind. And later when she came back to her pastor and explained what happened, the pastor picked up. You know what? If I say lost her mind, what did she do? She started moving around with a doll saying she's married. And later they realized she has lost her mind. She came back to the pastor, confessed. The pastor prayed for her and she got healed. You want to tell me that just trimming your split hands, hands can be... Yes. Because it was, it was a rebellion against the word of God. And you can never rebel against the word of God and remain normal. Are we together, folks? So the things that this message has spoken, take them seriously. Because if you don't take them seriously, you will find yourself on the other side of the fence. And before we knew it, you've got a worst case that we can hardly deal with. Amen. Brother Brown says, God doesn't give people sickness. He permits sickness. God is not an author of sickness. You remember when the Bible says the lying spirit was sent by God to mislead those false prophets. It was permitted by God for a demon to jump onto them. But the demons do not serve God. And demons... They serve their master. Their master doesn't love them. And they neither love their master. It's a loveless economy. Hallelujah. But God loves angels. And angels love God. It's a love, it is a love-driven economy. Hallelujah. 
if a demon is in you, the demon doesn't love you. It can make you proud. It can make you develop a superiority complex, but it's leading you to destruction. Amen. Brother Branham says, all things in the natural types, the spiritual as we are teaching, demons impersonating Christianity, yet, hallelujah, demons impersonating Christianity. I want to give you a name of a man. I want you to go and research about him. I thought I would play his clip here, but for some reason, it could not play. Those that I love researching, I will give you the name of the man just now. Hallelujah. And I'll give you a background of this man. Is Dr. Richard Island, Island as in the country? Dr. Richard Island. He was a renowned psychic in the 50s and 60s. Go he only has one clip on YouTube. Go and watch it. This man came into the church. Amen. I hope if the brothers were able to connect, but let's leave it to that. But it's Dr. Richard. He came, had an audience, and he could be able to discern them and said, you, your grand, your, in one case he says, your child is pregnant, is pregnant with a baby girl, and he's going to give, she's going to give birth tomorrow between 9 and 10. Moves to the, another young man and said, look, you came into this building, you've got a magazine wherever you are, you bought the magazine on your way here because you thought the show is going to be boring, you have not come along alone, you've got such and such person that you came in. Not a believer, a psychic. Guess what happened? This man later on went to Texas and started a church. Check how people filled up that church. But what is that gift? It's it's, it's a psychic. And I'm saying today, we've got psychic misquandering as prophets in the message, trying to discern people, and people are falling for that. That's why Brother Bram said, demons today are impersonating Christianity. But because the church is slumbering, I, I, I heard about a brother, he was moving around Europe and so forth, he had the gift of discernment and believers, he had a man that was sponsoring his meetings, he moved around, message believers, they've been to Brazil, UK, is from Malawi. Then he went to India, he tried to do this discernment, little did he know that in the building there were government officials, and he started saying he's discerning, he got it wrong. They arrested him, a brother. I'm saying government officials that are unbelievers realize that this thing is a fraud. But believers were going after it. Are we sleeping on the wheel, brethren? And Brother Brandon moved to the third pool. 
first pool, second pool, to the third pool, which is the fullness of the wave. First pool, Brother Bram told us that it can be impersonated. Second pool, he said, it can be impersonated. The third pool, he said, it can never be impersonated. And what is the third pool? The word coming into the believer, God living through a believer. Now, do we want to go back there? No, sir. Are you with me, folks? And what comes? Brother Bum says, he gave me the first pool and the second pool to attract. But after people have been attracted, hallelujah, if, you, if you, 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 you know, when we were in high school, I laughed the other time, we were driving past, a, I think we were at Teshari, and my friend saw a big advert advertising that um, a Panasonic television was 99 rands. And we looked at the billboard and said, goodness, we are going there tomorrow. And we went there. When we got there, because like, I'm in 100 rands, we as a student, we can sacrifice and get it. When we got there, they said, no, 99 rand, we mean that. When you pay it like this and like this over this period of time, then we realized that 99 was a bait. It was not the real thing. Are you here, church? So sometimes the bait, when you use the bait, the bait is not the real thing. Brother Brenham used the first pool as a bait. But later God told him that now you need to catch the big fish. And what did he use to catch the genuine fish? The revealed weight of the hour. And goodness, you don't know things that we are hearing. Somebody in the message was telling me that, Look, Bushiri looks, he, he, he's gifted. I yeah, see the power of the Holy Ghost in the man. But the person is in the message. I say, goodness, we've got a false seat in the message. If you see a, any genuinity on Bushiri, I give up. I absolutely give up. After, after you've come in, stay with me, folks. If we come here, we do a prayer line. And you stand there and I begin to to pray for you, and sisters fall with their, with their garments, under, underneath garments showing. Do you want me to call that the Holy Ghost? And we are beginning to see those things coming into the message. Where have you ever seen Brother Brandon praying for a person and a person falling? Watch deep calls to the deep. It's decent. Say, sister, you're not here for yourself. This child is sick, is suffering from such and such. In the name of Jesus Christ, let me pray for you. He said, David, I urge you to leave my sister. My sister is free. Go away. You are healed. And the sister walks, not the gimmicks that we see. I was happy one sister was in such a meeting. And while the sisters were falling, she was worried about them, their, their clothes going up, and she was busy with towels. Going back, getting brother say, can I get a jacket to cover them? While she was busy in her house, say, if it is the Holy Ghost that is operating here, as I'm busy covering this woman, why don't I fall? <laughs> and it right there, the penny dropped and said, and it was in a message church. And she realized that, uh-uh, I've got to reshuffle myself from this church. 
I've got to leave. And I'm saying, if you ever see such things, even in this church, leave this church. You must know, God does not operate in that manner. Only Sangomas that disguise themselves as prophets operate in that manner. Wherever God operates, there is decency. Yes, they say I was slain in the spirit. That's why I fell. I don't want a spirit that makes me fall. I want the spirit that says, you remember Jesus found a man who was there, crippled, and says, stand up and walk. Jesus didn't make people fall. He says, stand up and walk. Take your bed and walk. The gospel has been twisted where people are falling. Is a, a demon misquandering as a minister behind the pulpit? There's a Sangoma in Ghana. He is boasting that he's giving, he has given 1,800 pastors on the continent power. He's not playing a gimmick. He's driving the best of the best cars that you can find. The Range Rovers, because to see him, he only pay fifty thousand dollars, and men have gone there. You choose whether he gives you the gift of prophecy, gift of deliverance, whatever it may be. He's not taking a chance. He invited one pastor of a Pentecostal that was challenging him, and said, "If you believe that Jesus, you are a." You are a follower of Jesus. Here's a challenge and gave it out in the media and said we need to meet at the ocean whoever walks on the water. That means it's genuine. The pastor got there. This man walked on the water. The pastor fainted. (laughs) He's not in church. He's practicing voodooism. One pastor did not pay him because he had a multi, he had a, a juju or something that should call a lot of people. And the pastor misled him and said, ah, there are no people here. And he came for inspection. He had a police and the media that was there. And he went there and he found the people there and he said to the pastor, I need my thing. You told me that there are no people. I'm here to take it. Stay. Televised. Captured. So Sangomas are running churches through pastors. And believers are slumbering. What am I, why am I saying? It's coming into the message. It's coming into the message. What do we need? Discernment. Discernment. It's by the way, witch is not only black. Ne? Even white witches are there. That's why we've got that word in Oxford Dictionary. And we see infiltration that is taking place even among white churches. There's a man that is moving around with Benny Hinn. He's doing exactly that. You can see the man has been... And I was shocked when our dear brother that left 
Jeff Jenkins, telling us that TB Joshua had more power than Brother Brenner. And he's in America. He doesn't know what we know about TB Joshua. TB Joshua is not a pastor. Chesango. Just using the Bible. If he was a Christian, he would have taken stands with Christians that are being beheaded in Nigeria. If he's genuine, why doesn't he condemn condemn, uh, Boko Haram? You mean a man of his stature, a leader at that level, does not have an opinion on Boko Haram? Folks, when you come to a church, it's like going to a restaurant to eat. Don't eat there unless you have peeped through to check how are they preparing food. Because the music may be nice, the ambience may look great, the table may look great, but what is being prepared in the kitchen and how it is prepared may be shocking. I can give an example. We've got shops there, franchise, national chain shops that sell food. I I was a rep for Coca-Cola and I had the privilege to visit the the storerooms. And when we get there, you lift a box and goodness, there are soldiers flying all, running all over. And they look at you and say, never tell anyone. And as I move out from the back and I see people on the counter pointing there and others sitting there eating, I say, goodness, good luck. And spiritually speaking, it's like that. You see a man reading the Bible. You see the music play. But you don't know where the pastor is being previous night. Sangoma by night, pastor by day. But I'm glad that the two spirits will be so close. If it were possible, it would deceive the very elect. But I'm here to say it is impossible to deceive the elect. They will know it. And some will even disagree with their pastors and say, Pastor, we know Brother Brenham. We know what he has taught us. You may fall for that, but we will never fall for that. Because we have come in contact with a genuine prophet. Are you still with me, folks? Ramadan says, the devil can only be at one place at a time. His imps, which means little devils, can be everywhere scattered out. His demons and his co-workers. I think I was challenging Brother Sbusu the other time. I said, Brother Sbu, we need to come to a point where we write our own songs and create our own music. Do you say amen to that? Amen. We need not to borrow from the world. We've got so much talent in our midst than to rely on the world. 
Brother Branham hated Elvis Presley. The boy could sing Amazing Grace until there was not even a dry eye in the building. But Brother Branham says that is a modern day Judas Iscariot. What does it mean, folks? The bride, she must be an independent woman. Ministry-wise, finance-wise, weight-wise, music-wise, in every sense, we must be independent. Do you agree with me? I don't know how many have gone for psychiatrists normally use this trick where you come and they say to you close your eyes don't think about anything just close your eyes don't think about anything brother Brendan says I find people coming to the altar with blind saints of blind teachers that will say, just open up, forget everything, make your mind blank. What a lie. That's to open up your soul to all kinds of devil spirits. A blank mind opens a channel to a demonic realm. What does it mean? Meditate on the word. Meditate on the Psalms. Sing hymns. Then you close the channel. He says, don't you do that. You must remember there is a David and he impersonates Christ to the letter. So that means if we are to win in this battle, folks, we've got to double up our efforts in being very vigilant because the hour is late. Hallelujah. But we often say in this church, the word of God will defeat the enemy anywhere, anytime, under any condition. And that is why, in closing, the most dangerous demon, it's a religious demon. That one is lethal. Why is it lethal? It is immune to condemnation. What makes the demon to be restless in a body is when a demon feels condemned. Then it can leave the body. But a religious demon, young ones, stay with me here. You can be somewhere at night, do your things, and tomorrow you can be here, sing Amazing Grace, until you even tears stream down, until such you are so blessed, and the church is blessed. But behind, behind, 
you, the devil, and God know what you have been up to. And the reason it is difficult to repent from that demon is because it allows you to be blessed even when you are in the wrong. And an adultery spirit, as soon as we preach and say adultery, a man gets agitated, angry. It reacts. I like a demon that reacts. Because we can interact. But a demon that lies there dormant. Ooh. Are you with me, church? And a, a religious demon covers all other demons. Because it brings blessing. It brings anointing. Brother Brahman says it's harder to get rid of a religious demon than any other demon. Let us not be religious. Let us be spiritual. What does it mean to be spiritual? Living a clean life at all times. No matter who's there or who's not there, I'm living for Christ and he's wherever I am. That will make you to be clean and be immune from spiritual attacks. Do we agree? As we stand up. There's a song that you normally sing, I forgot it. You normally say it was Peter and someone in prison, and they must have sung this other song. Oh, I remember the someone part, not the song part. I bless your name. I bless your name.
so wonderful. So wonderful. So Father, dear God, truly, oh God, you're so wonderful to us. After such a sermon, oh God, there's nothing else to do than surrendering ourselves to you, Father. Lord Jesus, you prepared this food for us. You saw, oh God, where we failed you. Father, Lord, you promised to always be with us. You said you'll never leave or forsake us. Yes. Although time and again, oh, Father, we're leaving you behind. But there's no other way, oh, God. We can only come to you, Lord, at Jesus' feet. And pour everything, oh, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for this sermon. Thank you for such a wonderful word, oh, God. We appreciate you, dear Jesus. You, the one, the only, the, the same yesterday, today, and forever. You change not, oh God. Thank you. We thank you for your presence in all midst, oh Father. We thank you, Lord, for the changes, oh Lord, and the healing. Because in preaching your word, oh Father, Lord, it frees us, oh God. We thank you, almighty thank King you. of kings. You, the great Melchizedek. You have no father. 
You have no mother, oh God. The King of Peace, King of Salah. Great Al Shaddai, Jehovah Jireh. The provider, oh Lord, when we fail. Like Moses, oh Lord, oh Father, in front of the Red Sea. You proved, oh Father, Lord, that you still the same. You provided the way, oh Lord Jesus. You are Jehovah Shammah, Lord. Not only in church, but everywhere, oh Father God. When we go to work, oh Lord, at school and every place, you are Shammah, Father Lord. Your presence is always with us, oh God. Jehovah Shalom, oh God. Whenever trouble comes, oh Father Lord, we get peace in you, Jesus. We thank you for such a message, oh Lord. And this morning, we want to thank you for Brother Brennan. Yes. Oh God, I thank, thank you for Malachi 4. Hallelujah. If not this message, I don't know, oh Jesus. Because of this message you've made us together, Lord. Coming from different places and today gathering as one, oh Lord. Thank you for the prophet. Thank you, Lord. Help us, oh Father, Lord, to stick, oh Lord, today, until you take us home. Because this world is not our home. We're just passengers. That's why we go through a lot, oh Father. Challenges and pressures there and there. But you're always there, oh Lord. Because you promised to be with us until the end. Thank you, Jesus, oh Father. Help us, Lord, to stand, oh God. Help us, oh Father, Lord, to stand for this word. Everywhere, oh Lord. Everywhere, not just a church, oh God. We want to stand for the word. We want to be your witness, oh God. And preach the gospel, oh Lord, around the world. Now that, oh Father, we're about to leave, I pray, oh Father, that this same anointing that you gave us here, oh God, would you please come with us to our places? Those that are going to work tomorrow, oh Lord, anywhere, any place, let this anointing, oh Lord, let us meditate upon this word, oh Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, oh Father. Bless the pastor that you use for us this morning, oh Lord. Father, Lord, would you please bless him with more anointing, oh Lord, even revelation. Because this Bible we're reading, oh Lord, anywhere, all churches around, they're reading the Bible, Father, Lord. The same scriptures we read can be read everywhere, oh Father. But the revelation is the thing that differs us, oh Lord. Because we've got the revelation. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, mighty King. I pray that you always anoint him, oh Lord. Whenever he's there, oh Lord, alone meditating and preparing this word, would you guide him so that we always eat according to our hunger? Yes. We pray and we thank you, Lord, for all. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
not here where the dows abound and infested the demon environment. Our place is there where demons can never penetrate. The higher we go, the better we see in the realm of the revealed way. You know there is a song that says, neighbors are so kind. But where could I go but to the Lord? Below, brothers, ah, this one we're gonna sing it, even we're gonna find it, and we're gonna sing it. Where could we go? Where could I go? Where could I go?
Jesus. Life here is grand with friends I love so dear. Comfort I get from God's own words. It says, when my soul Hallelujah. it needs money from above, where could I go?